like when you start describing a beer as like a food, you know you're in for something. Hello and welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that, as off the rails as we get, we still own all of our source material as of 2021, so how about them apples? <laughs> My name is Scott. I'm Dan. And I'm normally not here, or I guess my name is Sam. Maybe it's Sam. Today it was mostly, hey you and lady. I'd, I'd take lady at work. Hey you fuck. Fuck those people. But anyway, um, it is a show about pop culture, and we're going to talk about it. But first, we do a little segment called Pick of the Week, where we have a thing for the week that we pick. Dan, what you got? So, I would have normally gone with Destiny, except, um, yeah, so as soon as Destiny 2 came out, I lost internet for three days. Ooh, that's rough, buddy. Well, that's why, you know, you're supposed to call five, uh, 511. That way you can check for underground lines before you start digging pe- post holes, dumbass. Uh, r- literally, and it was it your, your neighbor building a fence. Yeah, and then to top that off, of course, this is also the same week that Hurricane Irma's rolling through Florida. So AT&T is short-staffed on trucks. Yeah. Balls. So, my, so I, be, as being knocked offline, I dusted off my old PS4. Uh, or not PS4, PS2, and uh, played Ace Combat. And I just forgot how much fun those games were, especially 4. Like, you could just turn your brain off, fly around, shoot down hundreds of dudes, and not give a fuck. And I really love the music in that franchise, and I especially love number 5, because it's a much better version of Sea Destiny. I mean... Any version of Sea Destiny is better than Sea Destiny. I feel like both of you are basically well, well, saying, come at me, bro, i.e. Jeff. Jeff knows. Well, Jeff it, knows. It's, it's a better version of Sea Destiny with really cool airplanes. That is true. So, so yeah, uh, I'm going with the Ace Combat franchise. And I really wish they would stop delaying 7. They don't want you to have it. That's clearly the problem. They like, hate they know, you. They're like, they hate Dan you, Dan. wants this. And you know what? Well, especially dicks, since I looked so... at, especially since I looked out and got a pre-order in on a One X, and I have a 4K TV, and that game is gonna look so pretty. So many blues. Richly so detailed. many thick clouds. So Richly detailed rich... volumetric clouds. Oh, the cloud physics! Next, next level. Not oh. just next gen. Next level. <laughs> so. Uh, with my fangasm I'm going to throw it to Sam. Okay, my pick of the week is Agents of Mayhem. Now, I realize everybody has been pretty hard on Agents of Mayhem for it not being Saints Row. It's got all the trappings of it, though, so don't kid yourself. It's still pretty fun. It's one of those games that, much like Ace Combat, you can tune out and just murder things. It's great! One of the play- characters you can be is a roller derby broad. She has a giant minigun. And runs around on roller skates. She is my soulmate. 
also just it's a really fun game and i've been kind of enjoying just doing the different missions and seeing how hard pierce has become and i I just i miss pierce seeing him so upset and alone is just it breaks my little heart then you know he doesn't have a giant soda can chasing him but yeah i mean this is what he could accomplish if a giant soda can wasn't chasing him it's true. I'm interested to see where the game goes, given, like, we have the characters from Saints Row in it. Just a question of, you know, what's going on with them? I mean, Ben King is dead, which just, that was upsetting to see. Um, but yeah, it's funsies. Also, there's no girl hate in this game, which is amazing. Just want to point that out. It's nice to see female characters being friends in a video game and not being like, you're my competition, bitch. Well, also, it's... The first Saints Row-ish game where the lady characters are not necessarily being made fun of for enjoying sex. Oh, no, they're so open about sex. It's great. Because I just remember Shandi being, you know, the whipping horse for her kink. But so my pick of the week is going to Restaurant to Another World. This is a uh, one-quarter anime. Um, It is based on a bunch of light novels, but it is about... A crazy, ridiculous fantasy setting where you get like a little 12-minute view into one character having fantasy world problems, and then it turns out they stumble across or are bequeathed the location to a restaurant, to a door that once a week opens into a restaurant in the Japanese, in the Tokyo suburbs, and this guy just serves these people food it is it's a food porn show with a little bit of fantasy short fiction every episode i'm about halfway through it now and it's it's just kind of fun it's like hey here's this whamic gladiatorial expert who goes through about nine pounds of pork cutlet and rice every week because you know he found the place by accident in the cells before he became a gladiator, and he credits that to him surviving. Probably because, hey, calories are useful when you're a pit fighter. But it's it's a fun little show. It's anime food porn, which I guess is a new genre. And if that's the porn they want to feed me, that's fine. I like, I like fried meat dishes. <laughs> it's on Funimation streaming. It's probably on Crunchyroll, too. But I like it. Cool. Let's talk about some robots. Yep, we are closing out Summer of Mecca with a nice little bookend for the start of Summer of Mecca because Voltron Season 3 happened. It was short. <laughs> yeah, it almost felt like the Battlestar Galactica half season. Well, I feel like Netflix is trying to mimic uh, Steven Bombs where they know... The older fandom for the show will just eat it up and then sit patiently and wait for it. And then the younger fandom is perfectly happy to watch it on loop forever until they get more. But uh, before we get into Voltron Season 3, Sam is new to talking about Voltron on the show. So I'm going to let her play catch up on her overall thoughts on the show. I binged watched it this summer. And what did you think? How did it make you feel... It was my new favorite thing. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I just want to hug all the characters, even Keith, as much as he's a tool shed. Well, Keith might need hugs more than anyone. Well, it's just true. Once, like now it's season three. Yeah, no, you realize Keith needs all the damn hugs. But I just, I love these characters. It's kind of fun to listen to Lance and go, but you're Finn, Finn the human. 
using your Finn the Human voice for someone really obnoxious. Finn the Human <laughs> is kind of obnoxious. But he's not the levels of Lance. Lance is a very special level. We're going to call it Lance. <laughs> um, not really into the Yahweh for the series, but I totally get why everyone thinks that all the characters should be boning each other, because they're all pretty well, bad. Well, I, I feel bad for all the Yahweh fans who maybe didn't clue in to what exactly happens to the senpai figure in the show, or what exactly happens to Sven on the show. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, you're gonna hurt. It's coming for yep. you. Well, this is just it. Like, I grew up watching the original Voltron, and I forgot about that bit, and I remember I was watching that episode, Scott's like, did you see Sven? I'm like, yeah. It took me a minute to realize what they were doing with that episode, but then it made my heart hurt. I just, I like these characters. I just, it's such a fun, vibrant little show. And it still has the heart of the old show, but still making it very new and very accessible to newer, newer viewers. And it's just straight up better. It is better, all things considered. Um, like, you know, we get kids at the library who talk about how much they love it and how they're mad we don't have stuff for it. <laughs> well, there's just the Con- six comic. issues of the comic, really? Yeah. Like, there's nothing that the library can do except have that collection of the comic. And we should all be able to guess... Either either in floppy or trade. Yeah. And we should all be able to guess who my favorite character is on this show. Scott, who is it? Sam, you you love Keith because you love the doofy ones. Keith is not doofy. Lance. Keith is not... Keith is the hard ass. It's Lance and the goofy. Yeah. Lance is my doofus. And the episode where they go to the space mall is my favorite thing in the world. If just for Pidge's reaction to the game console. It's like, no, we have to have this. We will go fishing for coins. I actually did that once. That's why I love that episode. I may have gone into a fountain at the university once just because I needed to cool down. And then my friend and I started to pull all the change out of it. And then we gave it to small children. Also, someone was going to steal all those quarters out of the York University fountain. Anyways, exactly. It, it, it was going to happen. Someone was going to raid that for laundry. We were just having fun playing in the fountain. And then when we saw the dollar, it was kind of like, yeah, let's see how much money's actually in here. So I understand Pidge's well, it... need for the game console. I think we ended up, like I said, we gave it to a small child. And then whatever was left, I think we got a burger that we split between the two of us. It was a great day. So yeah, best show. See, I'm useless to have on your podcast. No, I think it's great when you fangirl like that. Oh, thank you. Because, I mean, shy. if you listen back to the Season 2 episode, it was pretty much all three of us fangirling. We were, we were just so happy. We were. This show just brings us happiness. I'm sorry. Well, it's funny because... Scott We've had a good year for robot cartoons. Scott wasn't even the one who made me watch this show. Like... He kept for like he would watch it without me, so I just kind of would forget I'd have about the it. Day free. Yeah, and I would completely forget about it. And it was my friend Nick who was just like, "No, no, no, no! You need to watch it. It is going to be the greatest joy of your life. And if it is not, we can't be friends anymore." And I was like, "Well, I want to still be Nick's friend, so <laughs> I'm going to watch this." And then I just started binging it. And Nick's like, "And?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the best show." <laughs> he said, "All the characters are fantastic. All of them. There's not one bad character on this show, All even right. with the bad guys." Not one bad character on this show. Well, we'll, okay, let's dig into season three. And because it's a tiny little short season, we can actually do this episode by episode pretty much. So let's just do that. So episode one, we are introduced to the new status quo of 
Well, the guys are still shooting lasers at uh, Zarkon's forces, but they can't form Voltron. And that comes to a head at a diplomatic dinner with mini pizzas. And we also when, meet Lotor, well, who's a babe. Well, that's it. It's The, the diplomatic dinner is kind of held up by the fact that, man, we were here because you could show a lot of force, and you haven't shown us that force lately. And as much as mini pizzas are great, it would be reassuring to know that you have the ultimate power in the universe. But, you know, you can Meanwhile, Lotor just hoses everyone. Well, what I loved about that, that diplomatic dinner and all the stuff they were doing when they're going around liberating these worlds is it's kind of like that effect of the star who gets fa- really famous on one thing. And then is trying to uh, yeah, like what's your what's you your know, next promote their what's your yeah, next they're, they're album? Promote, what's your next album's gonna be like? Well, it's more of it's more of is like oh yeah, you got you gotta look forward to our new stuff, but but just just do the thing, just play that one song again and again. But, but we got a whole album of new stuff. Just play the new or the old stuff. You mean I didn't do it, kid? <laughs> I didn't do it. Do, 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 do. I didn't do it. Do. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop. I don't want us to get sued. But that's what I, I was thinking of as you were saying that, Dan. I'm like, it's like that Bart Simpson episode. Well, and the fact that Sam didn't go to no new crap taking <laughs> care of business, business. is weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it is, hey, you really helped, and this is great, but do the thing. Can you do the thing for me? And it's like, awkward. Just say the catchphrase. And everyone's upset. And Lotor is a great antagonist. <laughs> He's delightful. He gives no fuss. Oh. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like Lotor in the original show, um, he was pretty much a one-note villain. Oh, surely my plan will defeat Vol- the Voltron Force. Oh, Dread, the Voltron Force showed up. What do we do? Oh, just throw my robies at them? More but robies. Here it's, here it's like he's plotting not just against the Voltron Force, but he's also plotting against other Galra. Like, the status quo of the Galra Empire is starting to... Like, it, it's showing its age, especially now that Voltron is kicking around, and he's more than ready to do something new and better, and he has to fight both ends to get it done. And we see him dismantle a coup in one gladiator match, and I'm like, oh, oh, you, sir, are interesting from episode one. One, what I like about him is he has his own posse, but I feel like the posse is there completely for show. No, the posse is cool and dynamic. I, I, I like him, but I feel no. like for him, he's just like, you're just here because I'm so good looking. Watch me do this thing. Oh, look, I blew up a planet sort of thing. Like, I, I like I like his posse because I like the really big burly lady. I think she's rad. Oh, no, she's great. Because I like that she just puts him in his place. But, like, Lotar reminds me of... And she's just like, oh, come on, I want to beat him up! Let me beat him up! Please, please! Can I go beat him up? I just Lotor reminds me of, like, those pretty boys you see in, like, either anime or video games. Like, I'm going to use Agents of Mayhem just as a bit of a, an aside. Like, I just did the boss fight for August Gaunt. And he's basically this pretty boy who's got lots of money! And is so sexy, and you love him. And Lotor just gives me like the bitch please vibe every time like I see him on screen. I'm like, you're just, you're just a horrible person. Well, I, <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Like he's got that, like almost like a, a 
uh, a Steve Jobs type personality. In front of his subjects, he will be this incredibly charismatic dude. And then when he converts pretty much everybody who was in that coup to his side, his his squad is like, so what do you want us to do with him? Assign him to the most farthest, coldest, miserable outpost yep. in the galaxy. Just put him in the worst place. The worst. Like double Siberia. <laughs> double space Siberia. That we're going to raid later, and then it's going to get all blamed on him, and then he's going to get turned into one of uh, Hagar's monsters. Yeah. So, so, so then we get season episode two, where we kind of have to acknowledge that no, we we need a fifth guy. So we're we're going to pay off the fact that Keith has already driven the Black Lion by having him bump up to leader role, and then Princess Allura you know, shuffles into the blue lion. Well, she tries to make friends with red lion first. Well, that, Actually, everybody tries to make friends well, with the red lion first, every, and everyone, everybody fails. Everyone takes a turn with every lion to see if it works. I liked how Hunk responded most of the time to it. It's just like, hey, buddy, are we, are we friends? We're not friends. Okay, I'm we're, leaving. We're, Bye. We're cool. It, it's all right. Or it's, I can't do this because he was, he was on who piloted. I just, I can't. Like, you gotta love the fact that some of the responses were more about just the loss of Shiro, and you can just say they're like, nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, can't do it. Well, the one thing that I liked about the team shuffle is, uh, and this kind of goes into episode three. Yeah, this is kind of a two-parter. Um, yeah, is that there's kind of a description of each each lion's role within the body. The 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 you know the green lion plays defender, and you know will be the the outstretched hand to stop the enemy blows. The 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 yellow lion will be the one it puts its weights on when it f- attacks. The blue is the one it mo- uses to move and the right hand is the sword hand as well as the right hand of the leader where the pilot advises the leader on strategy and stuff. Yeah, and there's there's a vague sense of Kabbalah to it which I'm I'm not going to say anyone on staff has read the Kabbalah, but they've watched Ava, and Ava pulls the same moves as that, where they do, even though it's not a combiner show, uh, Shinji tends to lose an arm before he gets into a fight, and that it, it does correspond to that sort of idea. And no, this two-parter is really nice, because it, again, is, okay, so we've found our status quo, and now we're starting to shift it into the new space where Alora does things and um well she's just not in a diplomat role anymore well she wasn't even in a diplomat role before she was just there to make the castle go i don't know she had her moments of diplomacy in the previous seasons where like when they would go to other places she would explain to them you know why they were there and and what they were doing like she was the friendly face and she kind of co-captained alongside uh Crap, what's his name? Shiro? Why am I... Hmm? Shiro? No, no, no. The uh, dude Coran. with the mustache. Coran. Coran. She, she would, like, co-captain with Coran on the ship, and they'd be like, you know, oh, dive over here, or bring them over here, or we're sweeping in with the ship to give you support, and stuff like that. My favorite episode, just speaking of Coran, is definitely the one where um, he degenerates by age. The time loop. <laughs> the time loop. And they just keep repeating himself, and he gets, like, hunkier and hunkier, and to the point where he's just a baby. <laughs> I was like, that episode was so clever. I loved it. No, no, the most clever episode is clearly 
uh, Mirror Mirror, I mean Hole in the Sky, the fourth episode where they go to the ultimate, the alternate dimension where everything is weird and different. And Shiro is Sven. Well, okay, they. I suspect they had a fuck ton of fun having Sven as the mirror universe Shiro, and then also having oh. Slav the more optimistic multiverse and a badass. The the the, the optimistic about the multiverse badass guy, but just. I that was a good episode. <laughs> Which we 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 did skip one, but that was my fault. Apologies. No, no, we kind of hit those two part. That, that that's a two parter. But no, no, like ep- episode four is definitely like oh hey, it's the highlight episode of the, of this little mini season. Like oh uh, for for this chunk, that's the highlight. And again, just burned out, beaten sh- Sven going. No, it's fine. I just need to go to space hospital. No big deal. <laughs> And oh my god, Stephen, you nailing the accent. Oh, like again, I great. feel like everyone on staff had a ton of fun doing that. Oh, just just episode. getting to own some of the stupid of the original. Uh, but like, I I did like the twist of things. Of you know, everybody saw the Alorans as great saviors. You know, the peak of technology, and you know. You see why Alora's father didn't summon Voltron against uh, Zarkon. Because it would have turned into a, about as bad a situation for everybody else. Yeah, it's it's like, let's just push Altea a little farther, and that utopia doesn't you quite so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked seeing the relationship, too, between uh, Zarkon and um, Alora's father, just because... You get a sense that they did have similar values at one point, and then they both just took very different directions in where they want to go and well, how and they wanted to deal with Voltron. That that's jumping ahead two episodes, but yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like like seeing having the mirror universe and then the backstory episode in the same season is really good. Um, like there's there's almost part of me that wants to see those ver- a version of this season where they flip that where you get the backstory first and then you see the worst scenario in the mirror universe. I mean, I honestly kind of want the mirror universe to show up again. Oh, I can't see them leaving it alone. But yeah, we we've it'd got... be really difficult to find a way to put it back in. It, it's it's going to be hard to pull back in, and then um. Speaking of good stuff, like episode five, where we find out what happened to Shiro, and there's this little part of me that's like, this is this this show could go that dark, where it's like, no, Shiro dies at the finish line. I don't think that's the real Shiro. Oh, I mean, obviously Shiro is some sort of alien robot, and he's been an alien robot the whole time. But I mean, the idea of no, no, literally, he he struggles and gets just inside of the goal and dies. And maybe no one really finds out. And that's our story this week. That sounds cruel, and I don't like it. <laughs> but you would go there. Of course you would. Look, I, well, I think I what like it'll pain. probably turn into is Zarkon will show up, and then he'll say some catchphrase, and suddenly Shiro is impulsed to pull his blaster and stun everybody. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets the heroic sacrifice at the end. You know, I'm not the real Shiro, but I can do just as well. No, I want to go back to Shiro and Keith having fun. 
I don't think they ever had fun. No. They just had yaoi angst. <laughs> you know the sad part? Keith is totally the UK. <laughs> well, oh, to kind of cut back to like the first episode, I did kind of like the whole thing of where they're help- the, the soul of the sword of Volmira or whatever is helping to liberate the world alongside the Voltron team. And the the like as soon as they land, everybody's helping, you know, going over the Voltron team. Like, thank you for saying this. It's like, oh, we couldn't have done it with the, without the sword of Volmira being our ground forces. And everybody just kind of looks and gives them the stink eye just for the fact it's that like, they're Golra. It's like, yes, How dare you, you are also here. <laughs> About that, Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> whoopee, woohoo, Voltron. And then we get to what episode six? So, so episode six is the Which one the where the other best episode of the well, season. This is the one where they introduce the uh, starship, the starfighter that runs on the same tech as Voltron. Which I know we were joking about how the other resistance groups would have like shitty vehicle, vehicle. Vol- shitty vehicle Voltron, and now I'm starting to see nope, maybe Lotor. Builds himself good vehicle Voltron. Well, I don't think it'll be so much vehicle Voltron as it will be that evil Voltron suit that he built in the movie. Maybe. But Back s- to the 80s. Yeah, like so- something where they they pull together enough Mirror Universe material and they also have their own suit. And that's that's a climax for one of these short little seasons. And that could be cool. I could get behind that. Yeah, I mean, didn't you, they say that they had like six seasons planned or something like that? Uh, well, they 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 have an order for seventy eight episodes, which I just assumed. Well, you divide that by thirteen. That's six seasons. But then we got this. But now it seems like they're gonna be releasing this in even smaller bits. So maybe it's you know. 12 seasons, but they're all really tiny British style. Can we get them quicker? Like, maybe. Maybe. I love the last episode. Maybe I could see them maybe doing a mix of that where they, they do a one hour start, a couple half hour episodes, and a one hour finish. Yeah. I love the last episode, though the cliffhangery bit at the end was a little, little well, hardy. Again, so the last episode of this is. The backstory. Big damn deal because we get the full backstory to everyone and everything and playing Hagar for like a maximum mad scientist and then also hey here's our hook for next season Lotor is hopping dimensions to steal shit then you get to find out like Zarkon's relationship with the Altaians and that it was his wife his wife was the one who created what was it like it was some sort of she essentially found a way to harness the energy that was yes. leaking out of that dimension rift, and that's the origin of this quintessent stuff. Yeah. And essentially, not only did they use that to extend their lives, it looks like that's what they used to power their empire. Like, like this is and this is the purple goo that makes everything go. And it kind of makes callbacks to the first season where they were going around using Zarkon's space station to suck up life energy from mm. planets and it makes sense that oh essentially because they can't access this dimensional rift anymore to steal the power from there they're just gonna rip it out of everything else yeah 
It was freaky deaky, man. Like that that was it's a weird thing to leave a season on, but again, I feel like maybe the writers plan this to be the midpoint for a year and just sort of dumping all the backstory and all the context on us before we go into yet another ramp up of stakes is a good place to leave. To cool alert to leave people to stew on pretty much. Yeah, just just stew on this we'll be back in nine I, months. I like it. There's like I like the fact that it's it's leaving you with some interesting questions. Um, even though they well, give you the backstory, it's, you know, there's more to the quintessence. We know, um, a little bit more about Zarkon. We know more about where Allura's family stood in all of this. I liked having well, some of those questions answered. I like that they offered me bigger questions. Well, the thing that I like is it kind of explains things on how Zarkon was the Black Paladin. Because he was generally a good person who led his people and would help defend other races and stuff. And as things went along with this quintessence stuff, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like that fall of Anakin Skywalker thing of, I am generally a good person, but I will do anything and everything in my power to protect, you know, that which is most precious to me. And you could kind of see that as a side effect of Hagar's obsession with the quintessence. And that eventually pushes him to go evil. Because if they had done just straight Zarkon from the old show, where he's a leader of an evil empire from the start, there's no way in hell the Black Lion would have let him drive. No, exactly. Yeah, no, this this year is short, it's sweet, and... So, so when season four come out again? I think October, I thought. Yeah, okay, so like a month from when we're recording. Like I said, it's kind of the season two, season two point five effect of Battlestar Galactica that started getting on my nerves. Well, okay, Battlestar Galactica left you waiting a fucking year. Like they lied about what a season was pretty, pretty frequently by the end. Yeah, fuck Battlestar Galactica. I'm so excited for Robotron. Yeah, and I love the fact that again, this show, even though it's purely on Netflix, it's getting a shit ton of toy sales. Well, I went looking, and I think I just went on a wrong day because I went into a Toys R Us, and all I could buy were black and yellow lions. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I thought Shiro would be more popular. Well, no, it's I think, I think what that, it that's is that's always like, Toys R Us. That's just always Toys R Us. Well, I I had a similar effect because one of my friends in my D and D group that we geek out about Voltron, he had the. He bought himself the green and red lion, and he was trying to get the whole set, but he just couldn't afford it at the time, and his birthday was coming up. So me and another friend in the group pitched in. I got the yellow and black, uh, blue lion, and he got the black lion. Yeah. And we surprised him on game day, which was his birthday at the same time. And he got super excited about that. But I did notice that same effect because um, I went to a couple stores. All they had were black and red. Or all they had were red and green. Or all they had was just the yellow one. Yeah. Like, and then I lucked out and went to Walmart and they had both. I want a yellow one. <laughs> it's like, like when they ship out, it's like when they ship out inventory, they only ship them out two lines at a time. Like, well, that, that's this. I feel like that's just anywhere that's not dealing to comic book collectors where you just get box and maybe. Shh. 
you know, it's one Darth Maul in the box, and the rest is all battle droids and Captain Panaka, right? Well, I kind of had a similar thing with that when um, the 09 Star Trek movie was coming out. Yeah. They had those Hot Wheels ship collections, which had like a seven-inch-long ship that was made out of die cast. Mm, yeah. I got the Enterprise A, the Reliant. I got the D. I could. I, I don't know why. I just never picked up the Klingon battlecruiser. But the one I really wanted to get my hands on was the redesign of the the seventeen oh one for the new movie. And apparently, when it came, it was like the Harley Quinn, where you know you would have five different bat, five of five different Batmans, a couple Jokers, a couple Robins, and one Harley Quinn in a box. Yeah, I. I I don't know how toy companies sell to retail, but it seems stupid every time I have to interface with it. You could buy me the blue lion, <laughs> but the yellow one is also really red. Or you could just buy me the Lucio Funko. <laughs> or or you could buy me that Mercy Nendroid that I really really want. I like toys. Oops. Yeah. So so. Okay, aside from Sam telling me to buy her nice things. Tell him, everyone, that he needs to buy me all the Voltron Lions. If you all would like to them. join the Sam Marcello fan club for nine ninety five, the proceeds will be used to buy her toys. <laughs> no, uh, but Dan did, missed out on last episode, so he wants to do rapid fire on all the Gundam he missed this year. Okay, so didn't really watch Origin, so no comment on that. Um, Thunderbolt. Hey, look, to be more of a bunch of characters we don't really fucking like doing stuff that we really don't fucking like because it's fucking Thunderbolt. Yep. And and Jim's analogy of oh crap, I'm gonna Eo's uh, mindset of oh crap, I'm gonna drown because I don't know how to kill water. Like I can't murder the ocean. <laughs> That's all I know how to do. But uh, for the build fighter stuff, Battlelog One. Hey, I love the fact that they called out and, you know, made fun of their own little Easter eggs throughout the series. I I would have liked it if they had done something with a Char character, but then again, the voice actor for Char only played Char as a pilot. Well, he never voiced no, he, any other pilots. I mean, he voiced Durandal, but yeah, Durandal he, never got in his own mech. You're like, that's it. It's like he, he voiced Durandal, but there's no in-joke pilot for us to pull from. Um, season 2, or the, uh, segment 2... Uh, okay, here's a really obvious commercial for our repaints. Yeah. Um, then the the big one, the GM's counterattack. I love it, but you could have gone so much more with the Psycho GM. You could have literally made a, f- not just a repaint and a reskin of the head, but do a full-blown Deon mod. Change the shoulders, change the chest piece, change the head to have the antenna and everything. Go full blown sunrise call out. Yeah, but man, no, but no. Man. You just do a thirty dollar extra repaint with a different head. I like toys. <laughs> Can you guys please give me toys? Can I have your bayonetta over there? <laughs> Scott has a bayonetta amiibo. I only have one game that it works with right now. <laughs> I'm gonna play with this. Bye. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, pretty much. This is the only thing recent from my toys. Do do do! I'm so sexy. <laughs> All right, so I think that's the episode for today. Have a good, have a good week, everyone. Do you want to touch me? 
Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 3.0 Unported International License. Visit our website, sbopodcast.com, for more episodes, contact information, social media links, and if you could be so kind as to, please subscribe and rate our show on your podcasting app of choice.